we're back. It is Faith FM's breakfast show this morning with Rick and Mar on the studio. Uh, we have got our next question for our quiz, Rick. Uh, Are you ready? Yes. This is our 400 point question, our second last one. So we're getting there. We're getting there. What beautiful daughter of David was mistreated by her stepbrother, Amnon, who ended up paying for that with his life? Say what? Hang on. Our producer is right, making... Does it say stepfather? It's supposed to be stepbrother. Oh, did I say stepfather? Yeah. I meant stepbrother. I beg your pardon, everyone. I was distracted by the David part. I would have loved if someone had actually rang in and said, stepbrother, not stepfather. Oh, well, DJ Shell's just as good as a caller. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that question again, and I won't get it wrong this time. What beautiful daughter of David was mistreated by her stepbrother, Amnon, who paid for it with his life? Yeah. Good thing you guys picked yeah. up on that, because I had no idea I that said that wrong. Um, so, yeah, it's actually a really terrible story in the Bible. And um, to be honest, I think saying mistreated is a very delicate way of saying what happened in that story. But, yeah, give us a call if you think you know the answer, 0491-064-669. And that is also the number to text us on if you want to weigh in on any of our stories, which some people have done. Mm. So we've got some messages here from Freco. He says, Desert Girl, great story. I saw the movie Cool Runnings. Anything is possible if you really try. Amen. Uh, Ellie, the, uh, Eli, the business boy, our next prime minister. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> uh, the Lord Jesus is speaking through Faith FM. God bless you all for letting him. Going to sleep, then waking to Jesus is a blessing. Oh, amen. Thank you, Franco. That's really encouraging. Love it. Um, IVF, baby coral. Hope it works. Unfortunately, Mon has a good point. Yeah, I do. I do hope that they, maybe they're, maybe they're building some more hardy coral. Maybe it's coral resistant to higher temperatures. Yeah, they need Who to knows? look after the whole thing, isn't it? It's yeah, just yeah. Uh, the NWO is losing ground as more and more people are waking up to the pandemic. Plandemic. Ooh, plandemic. Ooh, bit of a bit of a play on words there. What's in a letter? A war or rumors of war. Rumors of wars is an old and proven technique to keep the world in fear. Whatever happens, God is in charge. God rules. Mm. Amen. And it's true though, the fear tactic. People react very um, strongly to fear. And then our last message, God bless Asian aid and staff. Let us all count our blessings and help them financially. What a wonderful ministry. It is a wonderful yep. ministry. Asian aid is actually one of my personal favorite ministries. So yep. definitely worth um, supporting with your finances and your prayers. Okay, it is time for our 20 million movement. Uh, you all know how this works. We are all studying the same passages of scripture at the same time with 20 million people around the world. And if you would like to get your hands on the study guide, you can uh, give us a call here and we can direct you on where to get your hands on that study guide. Uh, this quarter of the year, we are going through the book of Hebrews. Mm. And Rick, thank you so much for leading out in our Bible study this morning. I believe oh, we're up good. to the Look, early chapters. We are. We are. I, we're looking. We've got to, we're going to slow it down a little bit. We're looking at chapter five, just the start. Remember the other day we were together. Mm. We're looking at chapter four. The book of Hebrews is a uh, they're all great books in the Bible, but the book of Hebrews is a, I really love it. It's one of my favorites. Uh, John and, uh, the book of John and, um, Hebrews is one of my favorite, two of my favorites. And we learnt that the, one of the great truths out of chapter four, so it's a little bit of a preface, a contextualizing to get into chapter five, mm -hmm. is that Jesus is the perfect high priest. We talked about that because he's perfectly God and was perfectly man. And that's something we aren't. <laughs> Just a little definition there. Amen. And he's known our life. He gives us. He can give us sympathy, mercy, and power. And he brought God to men 
and he can bring humanity to God. So that, that real connective sort of stuff It's goes definitely on. a source for blessed assurance right there. Yep. A great song. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and, so, and so I just want to highlight a priest is appointed on man's behalf to deal with things concerning God. That was one of the points we raised. Another one was a priest must be one with men. So it's very much the Old Testament type, anti-type, yeah. And the third essential of the priest is no man appoints himself to the priesthood. It is by divine appointment alone. Oh, wow. So that's God. So, Mon, I'm just wondering, can have we got time? Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Would you be happy to read Hebrews 5, 11 to... Uh, yes, just... Well, actually, it's the second part of Hebrews 5, 11 to 14, but we'll spend some time with... With these verses. Rick, I am always happy to read the Bible. So Hebrews 5, verses 11 to 14. 14, Here we go. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. (laughs) 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 You may have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching. Sorry, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So what's your your first take on those first few verses? I must say someone got slapped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, spiritually slapped. Look, the context is so important here when we remember who Paul was, assuming it's Paul the author, is dealing with and and the writer to the Hebrews is is dealing with one of the real big difficulties to get across the concept of Christianity to his hearers. Mm. Uh, later in this in these well in the verses there's there's a whole growing segment, um, but he's confronted with two difficulties. Uh, the first one is that the Christian faith is not an easy thing to grasp for these people. Um, can you imagine if you were inducted into a, a new culture that was unknown to, well, s- sort of unknown to the world, didn't know a thing about God really, mm. and then said, Mon, can you in a few words just share what this is all about? Yeah. I mean, you get culture shock. Everyone oh, would. Yeah. 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 Any so, culture change is difficult to some degree. The, the whole orbit of, of, of the Christian experience, um, I'm, I'm just reading at the moment some other books on because uh, I love the contextual to help us understand the Bible, we need to contextualize uh, the times, and mm. that gives us an insight. Because I read through my lens in the 21st century, or whatever, and I say that doesn't really work because we don't think that way. So, to try and get back into those spaces is really important. I think this is what Paul is trying to tell us. So, it was really difficult. It takes time to teach and it takes mm-hmm. effort to learn. And so, what was I liked your translation? What was that first verse there? There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Look, I can remember being told that at school, but the word spiritual wasn't in there. (laughs) (laughs) Dull and don't seem to listen? Yeah, so it's... (laughs) Was that on your report card, Rick? (laughs) Can I share something personal here really quickly? Go on. He's still alive, my teacher, and we're actually relatives uh, but I still have my third grade report card from about 1962, and it said on it very quaintly, Rick would do so much better in class, and so would everyone else if Rick was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's got nothing. Well, it maybe has, 
it maybe has got quite a lot to do with this Hebrews. <laughs> Mine always said easily distracted. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what's happening right now with being easily distracted. The, the, it takes time to teach and it takes effort to learn. And the other point is Paul is saying the hearing of his hearers is dull. So that, that's dull. that's really and and the Greek word is nethros nethros. Uh, in Greek, it means sl- it's 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 not like we use it in our vocabulary like silly or something like that. It's mm-hmm. meaning slow to learn, oh, slow yeah, to learn, okay. torpid in understanding, dull of hearing, witlessly and seemingly forgetful. So this is what Paul's trying to address those sort of concepts. Um, uh, like the numb limbs of a person. That's what he means when he says dull. Um, so, it, uh, so here's something that Paul's grappling with, and a little bit later on our next round, we'll, we'll just start talking about, he talks about milk and meat, which more we're f- sort of familiar with, but the spiritual application of that is quite, it's essential to understand because what Paul is trying to say is we need to grow up in Christ and this is the way we can do it. Yeah, so it's it's important. So his complaint is that the hearers have been Christians for a little while now, but they're still babes and they're not closer to maturity. I ask myself the question: Am I still in that boat? Mm, that's the first thing I asked myself when I just read that. I was like, "Oh, I think I might be a bit spiritual." Yeah, dull. so a bit milky. so yeah. Mm. Is there is there a time to move like a baby from milk to meat? Will a baby survive if it doesn't get onto more solid foods? Yeah. So we can talk about that on the next one around because I yeah. think it's exciting. Paul's got a lot for us to understand. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's also a bit of a contrast. You know, we have this whole spiritually dull, but then we also have that verse in the Bible where it says, you know, scripture is like a, a sharp, sharp. double edged sword. A, so, and thy yeah. word is a lamp and a light right. unto our path. So yeah. these are like the two different contrasts. If yeah. you don't move from milk to meat, instead of being sharp like a double edged sword, you become spiritually dull and your light goes out. Dark to light, yep. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. And just for those who are vegan, just think to yourself, soy milk and nut meat don't get too stressed. Oh, of course. course. (laughs) I don't think Paul had that quite in mind, but but, but anyway, so we're continuing on. Yes. Um, Okay, so babes Mm. and maturity. Mm. Um, When I was a child, I acted like a child. You know, those sort of things. My children would say, Dad, you're an adult, but you act like a child. But in a way, <laughs> in a way, as humans, we don't want to grow up into certain things, but there are spiritual things we need to grow up into. And and, and, and the contrast that Paul is using between the, the author of – I'm going to say Paul – that Paul is using between uh, immature and mature Christians is, is food. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's solid and soft foods. So I, I just thought that's interesting. Um, and there's other places too, First Peter, First Corinthians, Ephesians. He says that that now they've got to grow and become teachers. So this is, this is in a sense discipleship. That whole that whole understanding of what's my responsibility now as a Christian. It's 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 growing in discipleship. It's almost like the circle of life, isn't it, it? Like it, first you start off getting milk, and then you move on to solid foods, and then eventually you might end up having your own kids, and then you give them milk. And then it just keeps going circular, circular. And 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 yeah, exactly. And Paul is saying, why do you still need someone to teach you the basic elements of Christianity? Mm. Have we grown? And if we haven't, what's the issue? Um, and he uses special words that have a variety of meanings. But the writer of the Hebrews is face to face with the problem 
that is so valuable and 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 is currency for our our generation is the Christian who refuses to grow up. Mm. Now I don't know we've ever met any of those folk. <laughs> we may be <laughs> we may be struggling with that, but that's what that's what Paul is talking about. The Christian who fu- refuses to grow up. Um, a Christian can refuse to grow up in knowledge. A person can be guilty. Uh, of what someone called the culpable incapacity resulting from the neglect of opportunities. Wow, that's a long way around, yeah, wow. isn't it? That's that's like uh, purposely ignorant. Is that what that means? Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. You know, it was good enough for my dad mm. or my mum. Therefore, it's good enough for me. Good enough for me. Yeah. Um, there are Christians in whose faith there's been no development, or thirty, or forty, or fifty. This is what I learned. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes, and so I've put it on a box somewhere. And I put it on a shelf, and I never take it down and relook at it. And so um, I often wonder, you know, a, a developmental. When we look at developmental psychology and how how we we develop, um, a, a lot of parents. When I was in in, in, in pastoral ministry full time, a lot of parents would say, "But, but my 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 teenager is really questioning everything that we've ever taught them." And I'm saying, "Yes, good, yes, good, <laughs> good." But no, but no, but what? It, We've got a question to grow. Yeah. We've got to reflect to grow. I see between the lines here, Paul is saying, Christians, you've got to start taking this off the shelf and re-looking at it and, and making it tangible for your experience. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to sit in a place where you'll never, you'll never grow. Yeah. So he, he's really concerned that they're not going to grow. Yeah, and kid, kids need to have their own religious experience, their own faith, their own walk with God. Exactly. They can't just have their parents' experience. It's not going to work yep. for them. And we also know from that from that developmental stuff that um, when a child is allowed in a in a in a wholesome way to to go out and swim out to the island mm. when they know they can come back to the mainland, so mum and dad or whoever their mentors are, when I can come back and talk to you about this, yeah. that's a healthy place. Yeah, what worries me is, and I guess we're ten- getting off on a tangent. What worries me is with with, with young people who really got these serious questions is, we want to say we know the answer to that. So so we, if we think, even if we think we know we've got the big answer to that, don't say that out loud. Let the child explore mm. and be a comfort, be a place of refuge for them so they can go out and test the waters and come back and know they're safe. That's, right. that's where we grow. Yeah, And absolutely. that's what I think Paul is saying. Mm-hmm. Get out there and experience it. So what else? There are Christians who, do, who have deliberately refused to try to understand the advances in biblical scholarship. Now, I, my little community, my Adventist community, mm-hmm. this is what I studied for most of my research time, some of the tensions that we face, uh, talking about Ellen White again, present truth. Mm. Um, she was completely pag- pragmatic and practical um, and, and open to the development of present truth that stood on truth that had been passed on through the generations and we grow. She was so mad at people who said, don't grow, yeah. don't grow. And she, she encouraged it. So there comes tensions with that though. What if we discover things that may make us have to change? I was going to say there's that, <laughs> that C word, change. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, change is uncomfortable for most of us. Let's just be real about that. Yeah. We don't like changing. We like the status quo. What, like is, what is it about along. fear? What is it about change, Mon, do you think that, that the concern... Is that, it maybe just a fear of the unknown? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And because most of us are pretty comfortable and cushy with who we are, yeah. where we are, what we're doing. We've sorted it out. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, we just want to plot along. Yeah. Little cozy lives. Yeah. yeah. And, folks, what we're not saying here is... You're losing hold of your bearings. Your foundations in Scripture have got to be solid, and they're centered mm. in Jesus. Centered in, I always use the, the the metaphor with my students of a bicycle wheel, um, and at the at the at the hub. And I've mentioned this before: the hub is Jesus Christ. The hub is always Christ. If you're riding a bicycle and the hub is not in the center, it's not an easy bike yeah. to ride. So everything, the spokes that go out to the rim, are our beautiful teachings that yeah, well. keep the wheel together. So the spokes connect to the rim, the hub is in the centre, it's Jesus and only Jesus. And when we ride that bike of Christianity, hopefully it'll be smooth. There'll be rough potholes around, but if the hub is centred. Where we get into problems for me is when we start teaching out at the rim end and lose sight of the hub. Mm. So my thinking is everything we teach about, my philosophy is everything we teach about doctrines, all of those things must tell us about Jesus. Yeah, that's a great analogy. I've never even thought about that before. Mm. But yeah, it's so true. I don't think we have a right. Uh, I don't think we have a right to teach Scripture without telling us more about Jesus. So, so my lens now is when I'm reading Old Testament, is what is it telling me about God? Mm. Just a different way of approaching it. So yeah, I'm, I'm t- getting it. Uh, it's like a surgeon. This growing, like a surgeon who uh, refuses to use. New techniques in surgery. Oh. I mean, how have we developed in the last yeah, century? Thankfully, blessedly. Some Christians are like that. Yeah, well. I learned it this way. That's the only way it will be. And I'm standing by it. Well, it's not a matter of saying, like Peter and Paul, waving like a reed in the wind. You have your solid foundations, but be open to the promptings of the Spirit to grow. So Paul is saying, folks, there's been a time for growth. As a child, it's now time to teach, to mm. put that into experience and discipleship with others. I think it's a yeah, and I, I think it's actually quite essential if you think about it right. You know, we need to move from milk to meat so we can teach because the teaching part is an essential part of the Christian walk. Like personal ministry is an essential part of Christianity. Yeah. Like are you even a Christian if you're not sharing the good news of Christ? It's, it's such a, a such a basic part of the of the Christian experience. And if you're not sharing, then you become stagnant. You need to be like a flowing river. Yeah. And so the the transition from milk to meat is essential so that you can start helping provide milk, so to speak, for, for the other babes, who are the new people who are coming into the church. It, and I think it affects behaviour too. We don't often like to talk about behaviour but, mm. but um, or, or there's a, a bad vibe about behaviour, but there are people who have never grown up in their behaviour. Um, it may be forgive, in, forgivable in a child to sulk, to be liable for fits of uncontrolled temper, <laughs> refuse to play if they don't get their own way. Um, I don't know about your church, but we struggle with that in our church too. Yeah. So I think this is a big picture that Paul is saying. Grow up spiritually. Teach. You know about Jesus. Experience that now. Be open to growth and grow up in your behaviours. So it's, it's, it, it, it's a big issue he's dealing with. 
um, and how we how we handle that personally and individually. Mm. Let's my my take from this is Rick, sit back and reflect on how Absolutely. you're allowing God to move you and change you, and yep. what does that mean in your relationships with others? Yeah, I think the result of today's Bible study should be some um, some stern personal self reflection, maybe some. Yeah, a bit of slap, a bit of a slap, um, a bit of a hard conversation with God and just say, am I still in the milk stage? Yes. Yeah, do I need to move from milk to meat? You know, and, and then see where God will lead yeah. you. And don't be afraid. I think, you know, we were just talking about change and the fear yeah. of change. And, you know, if as long as we're inculcating God's change, the one that he leads us to, we actually have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear at nothing all. Nothing at all. I think God is saying to us, come and sit with me and let's rumble with this because that's yeah. what's valuable. Amen. You're listening to Faith FM. This is a breakfast show. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Hey, welcome back to Faith FM. It's the Counter with God section. We're in our Bible study. Before we continue, I just want to read the last quiz clue. Uh, mm, 500 yes. points. If you got this right and all the rest of them as well, you'll <laughs> get the entire goodie bag of prizes. Here we go. What, according to the prophet Isaiah... Would Jesus carry on his shoulders? Ah. Mm, and this is actually a bit of a tricky one. Yes. Probably not what you think it is. It wasn't, it wasn't a... No, I'm not saying <laughs> He's teasing. <laughs> what, according to the prophet Isaiah, would Jesus carry on his shoulders? Maybe it's time to go back in the Bible and have a look and see what Isaiah said. Give us a call, 0491 You can text yeah. your answer as well, DJ Shell, and she will tell you whether you got it right. Is the answer metaphorical? It's definitely not. It's sort of like a physical, a tangible thing. Okay. Yeah, no. There's a hint. Yeah, there's a big hint, to be honest. I feel like I just gave it away. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if you get that right, um, if you got that just that one right, you can get the book of the day. If you got all of them right, you can get the entire bag of prizes. Um, so, yeah, so text in now. See if you got that right. Mm. Wow. That's, yeah. So we are currently in Hebrews chapter 5. We've been looking at the last few verses about milk and meat and being mature. Yeah, just uh, – <clears throat> It's, it, it's. I'm amazed how um, not only Jesus used the nomenclature, the, the the language of the day, and the illustrations of the day to 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 discuss sheep, goats, mm. wheat, barley, uh, water, da-da. and so he could relate really well that way. And and and, and Paul, I, I, I sense here, is doing the same. Everyone could relate to um, to milk and meat. We use meat. In the word as as food, solid food, solid yeah. food, solid food, and we we're just talking about um, the behaviours. Um, the, the last part of uh, as I was looking at what Paul was saying, um, and we we mentioned it easily. And you, and Mon, you mentioned the word. Um, we both sort of thought of the word change. Mm. Um, a Christian attitude. To positive change and development in their own spirituality, because we all we all need to grow in Jesus, and a part of that is to develop our under, clearly our understanding of Him. And when I read a, a text when I was a child, and when I read that text now, it's quite different because life experiences oh, come into that. That's one of the best things about the Bible is rereading it, and it means something totally different depending on your season of life. If only we kept, imagine if we had kept well, some have memoirs or diaries from from over the many years, how they've grown and developed, really special sort of things. But we do. We see it because of our experiences coming together here. 
um, through life and we see the text a little bit differently and the implications of what Jesus is saying to us through the Spirit. But this behaviour one, it's a bit of a tricky one. Um, physically, people can be grown up, but spiritually or psychologically we can really struggle sometimes. Um, and it's and Christians aren't uh, absolved from this, whereas it's, it's a part of our struggles. Yeah. Um, so my big push, my big, my big theme today is, folks, reflect, reflect, particularly on these chapters. What is Paul actually saying? What do we stand to lose in our understanding, our broader understanding of Jesus and the kingdom, if we hold a position where we say, "I don't need, I ain't going to learn no more. Mm. I'm fine the way I am. I'm fine the way I am. Mm. Don't move me. Don't challenge me." Um, and, and the word we use was change, and that creates fear for people. I sort of have the view that um, we always change. We're growing beings. We change in so many different ways. We can also change spiritually. We hold the solid, the foundations. And when I talk about my Adventist family, the foundations that have been challenged and, and, and you know worked around for 160 or, or, or so years... Um, do I not go back and look at them? I always go back and have a look and say, what were they thinking? How did they come to those positions, you know? I don't take it for granted. I'll go back and study that. It's not everyone's cup of tea. To, cup of tea, wrong word. Cup of, <laughs> cup of bonnets. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Not everyone's, not everyone's position to do that. But I would encourage people to go where you can, at what level you can do that. Push yourself to a place where you say, I'm not satisfied just for my status quo understanding. I want to know more about this special area. And what you might find is when you get into that special area, you're going to start saying, hang on, there's some other areas that sort of are leading me. So it's it's growing. It's growing mm. and developing. My biggest fear, my biggest fear is um, not that my body might shut down, but I'll lose the process to think through process. My children say, well, Dad, it's a little bit late already. <laughs> Very nice kids. But you know what, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. the, the ability to process and just think. Mm-hmm. So I, I see Paul, I see God calling us, I've given you a wonderful brain, a, a way to understand me. So hear it again. Let's go back to God. Why did God give us this, these? Yeah, why do you think, Mike? Why did God create us with these special faculties? Well, I just wanted to quickly add, did you know science is proving that one of the best ways to keep those faculties, to keep your brain active, is through Bible study? There you go. They're comparing yep. it against um, meditation because meditation is becoming really popular these days. Yes. And it is almost incomparable. It's just so much better than empty your mind of everything and thinking about nothing. If you think about the Bible, if you study the Bible, if you study the Scripture and try and memorize Scripture, your brain has a much better chance at lasting a lot longer. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and the big benefit is you get to know Jesus. Hello. Amen. It's so true. And learn so much about life. So, yeah, so I, I would encourage folks, um, can I just um, share just this, uh, a, couple of, a couple of words here. Um, the, this is, um, by the way, this is, I'm, I'm sharing a few thoughts from uh, William Barclay, who is one of my absolute favourite commentators. Oh, yeah. Um, he's handling understanding of the Greek mm-hmm. and contextualising it so that, we can understand it centuries later. It's just profound for me. But he says, a case of arrested development is always a pathetic thing. (laughs) And the world is full of people whose religious development has been arrested. Yeah, wow. You'd think it'd be the other. They refuse to grow up. They stopped learning years ago. 
They, their thought is still the thought of a child. Their conduct is still the conduct of a child. It's true that Jesus said that the greatest thing in the world is to have a childlike spirit, but there is a world of difference between the childlike and the childlike spirit. Yeah, wow. And then he goes on to develop that. Peter Pan, the boy who would not grow up, <laughs> makes a charming play on the stage, but Peter Pan, the man and the woman who will not grow up, make a real tragedy in life. Let us have a care lest we are still in the religion of childhood when we should have reached the faith of maturity. Let us have a care that we are still not behaving like children when we should be behaving like mature men and women in Jesus because that's what Jesus is calling us to. Amen. Do you know, I just wanted to share a personal story. When I was, yeah. a, when I was a Bible worker, <clears throat> I was studying with a lady. I'll never forget this. She went to church for the first time. She, she didn't know anything about you know church religion. It just wasn't a culture she was familiar with. And she went to church for the first time. And afterwards I asked her what she thought about that. And, um, and she started complaining and she's like, oh, you know, the preacher was talking about this, some sort of Bible verse, you know, John three sixteen or something, you know, God loving the world. Oh, I was just so confusing. Why would he, why would he talk about that Bible verse? Why didn't he just talk about God's love? And, and she got really irate that he was talking about something that she thought was quite a complicated sentence, John three sixteen, which, you know, we know is actually one of the most basic, simple concepts of the mm-hmm. Bible. And she was so irate that this preacher wouldn't just talk about God's love and just keep it at that. Um, and she ended up not progressing and not, and not, you know, not joining the church and just sort of left. And I just remember thinking that's so sad that she didn't move like from that milk to meat stage. She didn't even really enter yeah. the milk stage because there's so many wonderful promises that you can discover. Like if yeah. you, if you don't move into that next stage, you actually are hindering and missing out on yes. some of the most beautiful truths and yeah. Bible promises that God has given us. True, true. So that's our challenge for today. Move from milk to meat. Ask God, am I stuck in the milk section? What can I do to move across? Keep growing. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Yes, Janelle, that is a really appropriate song. It totally gave away the answer to our last quiz clue. <laughs> it is <laughs> you're back with Faith FM. I think Janelle was thinking exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um this is a breakfast show. I've got a mouthful of breakfast. Excuse me, everyone. It's the breakfast show. Yeah, I've got to be doing the thing that we say we're doing. Uh, I'm going to give away all the answers, though, to the quiz now. Am I doing that now? Okay, awesome. DJ Shell says yes. Okay, <clears throat> you ready to hear all the answers? How many nights did it rain when Noah was in the ark? It was 40. God spoke to Moses in the desert through a burning bush. Jesus walked on water in the Sea of Galilee. The beautiful daughter that was mistreated by her stepbrother who died for that is Tamar. And the prophet Isaiah said that Jesus would carry the government on his shoulders. And if you are listening to the lyrics of that song, you would have heard that repeated several times in the chorus. So it is now time for our question of the day. Forgot. <laughs> almost, almost. What is that it? That jingle. We might just okay. get through one question today. <laughs> are we doing the top question? Yeah. Because we have a whole list of them. We do. But today we are doing a question from listener Mick. Thanks, Mick, for sending this one in. If Jesus is yet to come, why does the writer of Hebrews say he is coming in a very little while? Which is from chapter 1037. Excellent question, Mick. Yeah. What is it, 2,000 years? doesn't sound like a little while at all to me. It sounds the, like a long the time. The biblical language, uh, we itch sometimes. I, I, I often call it the Christian's apocalyptic itch. <laughs> um, and we, we scratch those areas and our, our, 
because we, as humans, we want to know a definite time. Mm. Um, as a way of prefacing this, and I'm watching the clock, you remember the, the, the kingdom parables in Matthew 24, 25, and the question they were asking, when are you coming, when are you coming, when are you coming? What, you remember what Jesus said? He gave some broad sort of, well, there'll be wars, there'll be rumours of war, this and this. But, 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 but. What I gather from that is, people, I'm not going to tell you exactly when I'm coming, but you can believe that I will come. Amen. So that's a really powerful one. So when I look at what uh, Paul is saying, this is to me encouragement. Um, have you ever been on a long trip with your children? Are we there yet, Dad? <laughs> if uh, When we go from Sydney to Mackay, Queensland, straight, one trip. Uh-huh. No sleep. Uh-huh. Silly. Irresponsible, Dad. Dangerous, yeah. Um, and the children would say, Dad, how far have we got to? Oh, we're going to be there very soon. <laughs> Now, if I had have said, well, in 1,657 <laughs> kilometres, so I, 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 I see this as not saying I am coming right now, right, 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 but there's the expectation because they'd gone through so much persecution. Hold on because I'm coming very quickly. Now, here we are, like you say, 2,000 years later. Is God lying? No, it's a way of helping us understand the process. Our time is so different to God's. Mm. Our time is so different to God's. Folks, the point is Jesus is coming. Let's not get caught up on I've got to work out exactly when that time is. Yeah. So that I can live a life of sin and then confess right at the well, last second. Is that is that why people want to know? <laughs> do, do I need do I need to feel comfortable I've got to work out when he's coming? Yeah. Or am I okay to say, God, I trust you, I will do your will. Despite when daily, you, yeah, mm. yeah, I remember, I remember um, in a meeting, uh, three generations of Adventist ministers were there: grandfather, son, grandson, and they were talking about ministry and da 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 da, and um, and the conversation got on to the supposed delay. Even the word delay worries me. <laughs> yeah, but the old gentleman. The grandfather got up and he said, I've preached this message for 70 years. I've preached that the Lord's going to come in my time. Um, and he hasn't. But I'm not falling over because of that. It doesn't mean I don't trust him any different. He'll come when he's ready. Amen. He just wants me to be ready for when he comes and to help others. So that's my give on this. Don't pin God down yeah. because we struggle with that. Yeah. Just trust that he's going to do what he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. And also, if you think about it, <clears throat> 2,000 years in the space of an eternity oh. is really just a drop in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we do need to be patient because there are people around the world who are coming to their own decisions and God wants as many people in heaven as he wants. So, yeah, yeah let's give those people that time that they can make that decision. They can join us in the kingdom. Yep. If you have a question, drop it to us, 0491064669. We can even keep it anonymous if you like. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Rick, for coming in. Great to be here again. See you, folks. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, talk faith, live faith, act Act faith, faith, and and you will grow grow strong in Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. God be with you till we meet again.
Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.